Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. One of the themes of love and life is never settle. We are not about settling in our careers, with friendships, with family relationships, and we certainly aren't interested in settling in love. And for women who refuse to settle, it might take a little longer to meet our person. That being said, the biological realities of procreation and our fertility years, those realities can't be ignored. So one of the questions I've been getting recently is, would I do a podcast episode about egg freezing, which is an incredibly important topic to address because it provides women who don't want to settle in love the possibility of taking the pressure off themselves. That pressure to find someone because, yes, Our fertility years are limited, and so many of us feel that pressure. I know I felt it over the years. The desire to wait for the right connection, wait for your person, and not force a relationship that's just okay in order to have the family you deeply desire. Ideally, we meet the right one in time to have kids, and everything goes as planned, But if we have to wait a little bit, egg freezing is an opportunity to take the pressure off so that if it takes a little longer to meet our person, we still have eggs that are waiting for us when we are ready to start our family. I've been looking for an opportunity to address this topic, and when I came across an Instagram story that Britt McHenry posted saying that she had just recently frozen her eggs, I reached out to her right away and asked her if she would share her story, her experience with egg freezing, and any thoughts or advice she has for anyone else who's contemplating this decision. If she would share this information with you, the Love and Life community, Britt was willing to do so, and she's here today to share her her experience freezing her eggs. My conversation with Britt McHenry after this. Britt, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. It's a long time coming. I know we both follow each other on social media, so I'm pleased to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I really want to thank you for the connection on social. That's been really fun to watch you and uh, not so fun to watch what has happened to you recently in the last year such uh, an intense situation with uh, the brain tumor and what you've been going through. I really admire your vulnerability and your willingness to share that because much like the conversation we're going to have today, such things don't have enough conversations happening about them. No. And yeah, it's been uh, pretty much a year right now since I found out I had a brain tumor uh, for any of your listeners. When I found out, you hear brain tumor, and quite honestly, I thought it it was a death sentence. I didn't know anything about that diagnosis, and fortunately, I was able within a week (laughs) to get into Johns Hopkins and have surgery. So just had my last checkup MRI last week, and it's all good. You know, I think anyone who's had cancer or a tumor, you sort of live for the next MRI checkup because it's a lifelong thing to watch. 
I watched my mother have breast cancer and fight that. And so it's very similar. And I thought at the time, and I think this now, which will bring us to our conversation is it feels very lonely when you're sick or when you're taking preventative measures to just live healthier. It's just very isolating. So I thought with whatever platform I have, why not open myself up and try to help others? And I think I did to an extent. So perhaps our conversation today will do the same for something else. Yeah, it definitely will. This is a concern. Most of my community are single women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And many of them are now approaching, I'm not where I want to be with a partner I don't want to force something just so I have a daddy, but I want to be a mommy. And of course, egg freezing is now not experimental as it was even not so many years ago. So when I saw in your stories that you had frozen your eggs, I thought, oh my gosh, I got to reach out to Britt and see if she'll share her story, how she came to that decision and the process, because it's so shrouded in mystery and confusion. People they, they go, oh, wait, this is an option. And then wait, can I do it? And what's it all about? So yeah, so tell us a little bit about your journey to making this decision. Yeah, so fortunately, I had a friend that did it two years ago. She's two years older than me. So pretty much the same time in our lives. I'm 34 years old and she was when she decided to freeze her eggs. She was in a very long-term relationship they have since gotten engaged, but COVID, of course, like many women out there uh, and grooms out there, it's delayed their wedding. So she privately has expressed such gratitude for having done this because we really don't know what our bodies are going to respond to or not respond to. And sadly, as women, that is a reality. There's so many blessings to being women, I think, but the egg production we have drops off. And so I guess I had a, a bit of an advantage with my friend, Sarah, who, who did it at the time. She said, look, I'm, I'm freezing my eggs. And I thought it was alien speak. <laughs> just 32, which is a perfect time to have known about egg freezing. I didn't know anything about it. And she said her stomach had swelled up really badly. And it was a, you know, no alcohol for a month. It was a pretty intense regimen, but she was able to freeze 12 eggs, which is very good. Yeah, And um, she now having her wedding delayed is so thankful that there's less pressure in an already pressurized world we're living in to think about having a child. And so I had heard from her a little bit and myself, I began really discussing it or thinking about it because mostly my brain tumor, brain cancer diagnosis a year ago. I did not have to do chemo or radiation, thankfully, but it could always grow back. And so I thought to myself, well, what if that happens? That most certainly will affect my fertility and my levels. And how can I at 34 not even know what those are? So I contacted Shady Grove Fertility, which is very big across the country, particularly up the East Coast. They have several locations in the Arlington, Virginia, D.C. area, which is where I'm at. Fortunately, the location I went to most is literally two blocks away from where I live. So it made it a lot easier in a pandemic. But first, for women listening, you do a consult meeting. 
it's your first introduction to what your body can produce at this point. Like I had never known. And I would highly strongly recommend any woman listening now to, if you are single, if you're wanting to have a baby, if you're family planning, if you're married and and wanting to conceive even naturally to just go and see how many follicles you have. They give you an ultrasound. Each follicle contains an egg. I'm sure many mamas and mamas to be know this already listening, but I had no idea. So I went in, they give you the ultrasound and you have to go when you're on your menstrual cycle, which was interesting (laughs) to say the (laughs) least. It's a little awkward, a little awkward, but that's where you go and they take blood work. And so that day it lasted all of 30 minutes. I found out how many follicles I had. And then three weeks later, they set up an appointment with a fertility doctor who goes over what your different, you know, hormone and and blood levels are for potentially conceiving a baby. And for me, they were very good. Everything was excellent. Uh, So much so the doctor said, you can even wait a couple years. But I had problems later in the process. (laughs) So that's another thing for us to get into right now, because it's not just checking to see where you are, which I encourage all women to do. If you don't freeze your eggs, you still, I don't know, it's a couple hundred bucks, which I'm not diminishing the price of, but I think to find out where you stand internally, that was a good expense for me. So I recommend everybody to do that. But then once you pull the trigger on doing it, it's like I said, it's very quick. And you're putting a lot of hormones into your body. And that can be very scary. I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they start you on birth control for 10 days. And that's mostly to regulate a schedule for them so that it's very monitored of it's not a full cycle of birth control. It's just 10 days. And it has their appointments on a set time. But for me personally, uh, this is really opening up. I have never shockingly been on birth control. I never was on the pill. So that actually over suppressed my follicles to not grow. It starts off two shots a day and then it goes to three towards the last five days of the process. And I went in with about three days to go thinking I'm going to be good. We're going to trigger these soon. And they said at this point, you would maybe have three eggs, which is not a great number. So I was almost debating on canceling the whole thing. I did not. I stuck with it. And fortunately, we came out with eight eggs, which they recommend about 20 if you do this. I personally think that's to just increase the odds and to get some more money and more customers, right? Because it's a very expensive process, which I'm sure you'll ask me about. But I am happy knowing that no matter what, if I have to do any more medical appointments with my history of cancer, that I now have eight eggs that are 34-year-old age eggs on ice, literally. So that's the process. That's so interesting because the initial picture was, yeah, you're, you could even wait. But then because your body hadn't had birth control in its system, you're saying it suppressed. And so you didn't have as many follicles or eggs to pick from because of the fact that you had never been on birth control before. So at that point, you, you said you considered just saying, I'll, I'll try it again later, but you stuck with it. Yeah, because 
the price of it is very expensive. And with five days left, I had a conversation with my boyfriend and I was in tears about it because it's just so taxing emotionally and physically on your body. And these needle injections of shots that you're putting into yourself have you on probably 10 times the normal estrogen level that women naturally have in their bodies. So I can tell you I was emotional. Like, I I mean, Star Wars came on on a weekend and I started tearing up for no reason. (laughs) So I was very emotional. And usually the general numbers, they recommend, like I said, 20 eggs. And going into this, I felt very thwarted, right? My consult, I had about 21 follicles, which means 21 eggs. Um, to then be told your follicles aren't growing with these hormones, we may only get three. I took it really personally. And I want any woman listening to know that it is a personal decision. It feels very personal, but we can't control everything. Like this is a step in trying to take some control of your life as a career oriented, loving potential mother, but there's also just science and and how things go. And so I was distraught when the doctor told me that. I walked home, had that conversation with my boyfriend, and I said, is it even worth it? Because if I had canceled, then at that stage, we would have gotten back a substantial amount, about $6,000. I had already put in a lot of money, but I would have gotten that back. And so, you know, with a little bit of luck and faith in myself and faith in my doctors, we decided to wait four more days around that zone of days and had a much better result. Mm -hmm. But it was scary. And when that was happening from every stage of this process, I just thought, who can I talk to about this? And luckily I did have one friend who did it, but because she did it two years ago, she didn't remember a lot of the ins and outs and (laughs) the office visit details. And so I would scour the web and sadly, and maybe you could shed light on this. I, I didn't understand why the most recent blogs on this or even Reddit posts, that's how deep I was going in this search for other women who had frozen their eggs, (laughs) was like three to five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was, there wasn't much that was up to date about it. And so I just, I feel for any woman because it's a scary enough thing to commit to and it's an emotional thing to commit to and it's a physical thing to commit to. But then, you know, right by the finish line, not knowing if you're going to go through with it a long way of answering your question. If I had chosen to say, pump the brakes, pause this, I would have gotten that back. Mm-hmm. I could have started again a couple months later. Okay. And that money therefore would have at least gone to a different month of trying. But once you're in, you're in. And that mm-hmm. was my viewpoint. And so we decided to go with it. Yeah. So yeah, just to back it up a little bit, because I think like you said, there's there's a lot of confusion. And even though we women, we have our cycle and we, we're aware of what happens with our body, but we're not always aware of what's really happening with our body. So naturally, every month we have one egg that's produced. We have a bunch of follicles, right? And then one is the one that nature decides this is the one. And when we release it, it's there 
ovulation happens. It's there waiting to be inseminated by a sperm. If that doesn't happen, then it is done and we have a period, right? So this is what normally happens. So basically, the medical side of this is basically getting your ovary to pump it up so that it will have follicles, which it always has these follicles, and in each follicle is an egg. But you're basically telling the ovary, hey, pump up a couple more of those follicles so that the eggs will be ready. And then they are retrieved through the process, and then they're able to be frozen and stored for future use. Am I pretty close on that? You nailed it on the scientific angle. And perhaps I'm going to get TMI here. But again, I wish that someone had really gone through all the TMI aspects of this because I didn't know. So yes, that one egg is just what naturally comes about at the end. And if it's not fertilized, then we have our menstrual cycle. And so in egg freezing, which I also did not know this before I started the egg freezing process, it is three quarters of the way to full IVF. So women who do IVF as well would have to go through this part of things. And it's injecting yourself with a menopore shot and a gonosol shot that try to get, let's say, you know, I had 21 follicles. If you have nine follicles, it tries to make each one of those the big one where the egg grows. So it enlarges each follicle, which is what makes you feel very bloated. I joked I had a bit of like a Santa Claus tummy, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but it's that's why, because you're stimulating the growth for each one. So it's not just one egg they're medically retrieving from you. They're trying to get as many as they can. Another thing I did not know when I started, because I had that initial consult and I said, yay, I have 21 follicles. I'm going to be good to go. Well, each period we have, it's different. When I actually chose to do it was in January. And that month I only had 19, which is still a really good number. But that is some advice I'd give to women is that A, at least go see what's going on in your body. Find out where you stand in this. And really, I don't think any age is too young to do that. And then B, know that it can change month to month, that it can fluctuate. So you could have more or less follicles each month. And in my case, when I did it in January, I had less. And because I had never been on birth control, just to put this out there for women who also have never been on it, that really oversuppressed me. And after the fact, my doctor said, if you were to do this again, we would give you estrogen pills. Like we would not put you on the pill. So just something to keep in mind if you decide to do it. And then once you go in for the retrieval, they put you under, it's only 15 minutes, but you do get some anesthesia. It made me sleepy all day. I, I binge watched Firefly Lane on Netflix on, on the day that it happened, which by the way, was Super Bowl Sunday. So if I, if I end up using any of these eggs, I forever can then tell the, that child or kids, Super Bowl Sunday <laughs> was a special day for you. Um, but yeah, but on Super Bowl Sunday, I was worn out. I, I didn't want to go to the Super Bowl party with my friends that my boyfriend went to. Uh, it does put you out for a day. So if you don't do it on the weekend, if it's a weekday, be prepared to potentially miss work for half a day, full day. The best advice I would give to women who do this and then continue on and do IVF through it is to just not criticize your body and not make too many demands on yourself because 
it's, it's also out of your control. And I think I put a lot of pressure on myself throughout the process. Like I was a track star, not making my times or something when that's not how you should look at it at all. But I, I am happy with the end result that I had. But yeah, those shots, they don't give you any advice either. They just, they just mail you these, this big shipment of all the hormones you have to mix together yourself. I'm a journalist. So like, so I, I do not do numbers. I admit that I needed help. My boyfriend mixed all the shots. And what I thought was interesting in the pricing of it, which you may ask more specifically about, my clinic did not tell me, hey, you're paying this fee for it, but you also have to pay for the prescription costs for those shots. And my insurance didn't cover any of it, not one cent of it. So I, I think when it was all said and done, I probably paid around $13,000. So that's, that's not cheap, right? I'm, I'm blessed enough to be able to afford that. But it is, it's something that I spent money on that I'm 100% glad I did, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does because it afforded you, there's just less pressure surrounding the entire fertility experience. If you have just a few seconds to help me out, I would so appreciate it. You can do so by heading over to Apple Podcasts, giving us a five-star rating and a few sentences of review that helps others find the program and join the Love and Life family. Let's connect on social. I'm most active on Instagram, where I post original quotes, infographics, and I tackle trending topics in my Love Smarter, Not Harder IGTVs. On Insta, you can find me at Dr. Karen, D-R dot K-A-R-I-N. I'm also on Facebook at Dr. Karen Anderson Averill and on Twitter at Dr. Karen Anderson. So yeah, it's an investment, like you said, but it's one that can help take the pressure off. And again, this is something so many women in my community are experiencing. And because egg freezing is now not experimental, when I was thinking about it, it was still in the experimental stages and it was such a big investment. And then they were struggling with the storage piece, Britt. It wasn't the retrieval. That was pretty dialed in because like you said, that's basically IVF, which has been in place since the early 80s, I think, but it was the storage. They were having a hard time because eggs have a lot of water in them. And so they were essentially getting freezer burnt eggs when they would try to later use them. So they weren't viable, even though the the retrieval piece had occurred fluidly and, and seamlessly. It was then when they tried to then later use them that they were not viable. So it is such a great investment. Now, it's, it is a big ticket. That's That's no joke. At the same time, you can't really put a price on the potential to, like you said, take control of part of our life and much of our lives clearly is out of our control, but to try to take control of what we can. And I think that's such a a wonderful insurance policy, so to speak. But I have been encouraging people in my community to think about that and maybe say to their parents or family members, hey, this Christmas, forget the socks and the sweaters, maybe put $50 toward my effort here to take control of my life in a way that before for prior generations wasn't controllable. Absolutely. And they say to you, look, everyone is different, but the averages of you freezing eggs before 35, I believe is like 80% 
to 100% that you are likely to get pregnant with at least one child. It could be 70 to 100%. So those are really good odds. And I think you have to trust your gut in it. I think you need to speak to medical professionals or anyone that has done this before. Anyone listening can follow me on Instagram or Twitter and, and reach out to me. I'd be happy to answer questions. But I think you you nailed it with the word insurance. My dad, not knowing anything about this when I told him, summed it up uh, with a typical guy response, but I, I enjoyed it. He said, well, Britt, I mean, we insure everything else in life. I insure my car. I insure my home, my, my boat. Why wouldn't you do that with your own reproduction? That was just such a great breakdown for me. Probably some of the best advice I got. But also, when I tried to explain it several times to my mother initially, she didn't really understand it. And I think it speaks to what you, you mentioned with science was different a generation or two ago. And she had said to me something like, well, you know, you'll have no problem. I got pregnant so easily with both you and your sister. I was on the pill. I still got pregnant. And while I appreciate that sentiment, I appreciate her being there for me. Uh, Just a reminder, like every human body is different. I didn't know I had a brain tumor for a decade, right? I didn't know what my reproduction would look like. So I think that's why you need to listen to yourself and go and try it. And They do say that it does help to what you mentioned. The egg viability isn't as strong as an embryo. So Mm. that could have been another thing my boyfriend and I considered a little too late in the month-long process. But if you do the embryo then and there, I've been told embryos are a little bit stronger in surviving the freeze and, and maintaining their integrity but you can do that too with your significant other. You can freeze your eggs for yourself if you're single. You can create the embryo and then put them on ice literally and give yourself the time to have that marriage, to get your business in order, to buy your home and not feel pressured that you can't have children if you delay any longer. Yeah. And over the last couple of years, being somewhat aware of what's happening and the advances. And like I said, that it is now considered a typical process instead of an experimental process, I've been thinking like, shouldn't every 22-year-old girl just go in and grab some eggs, you know? Because yeah. And yeah, you're, you're right. The viability is a little bit more sturdy and hardy if it's an embryo. So that would be where the sperm and the egg, and they do kind of what way back they call it the test tube baby, right? So they- yeah. They, the conception occurs in, in a Petri dish, essentially, and then they give the, the embryo a couple days for the cells to divide. Mm-hmm. And then when they get enough of them, then they do freeze it. And it is a little bit more, like you said, it's a little bit sturdier. But again, yeah, if you're single and that's not an option, I just think be encouraged because women, even 15 years ago, gosh, even 10 years ago, I, don't, I think it's very recent that it's been taken off the quote unquote experimental list of procedures. Yeah. So this is such an opportunity for women to be able to take that pressure off. And again, as I said, women in my community who go, I don't want to end up with this good enough guy because it's good enough and yeah. I can get the family. You know, They have that dream for the husband and the children and that's natural. And, and most women have that d- dream and desire, but we also don't want to force it with someone just to have that happen on the timeline. And frankly, like you said at the beginning of the episode, the one of the realities, it's not fair, but yeah. we do have a timeline that's tied to our biology. Yeah. I have a lot of friends 
in my industry that are late 30s, early 40s, and are really struggling to have a child, even, Mm -hmm. you know, through IVF as well. So that was also an inspiration for me to not take those extra years to wait, like the doctor said. It's sort of like bite the bullet, spend the money, and it's, it's, believe me, it's paying off my credit card. It's not ideal right now, but at least I know that it's there and it's, it's done. And to your points, I honestly sort of took offense to the very popular saying of a test tube baby. Cause again, my mother also said that to me, she got very excited about it. Who doesn't want grandbabies, you know, (laughs) but she said, Oh, a test tube baby. And it was a bit triggering for me because I think that's that's what we as women should try to destigmatize, right? Like mm-hmm. I've heard several reports with all the royals and the drama they're having with <laughs> Harry and Meghan Markle um, that she got pregnant, but with IVF. I certainly don't know that to be true. I, you know, that's their business. Uh, but I saw a lot of like negativity towards that, and I don't understand if someone needs a surrogate and they can. They can find that and afford it. If somebody needs to go through IVF, it's not just preventative to freeze your eggs. I mean, many women have to go that road. And I I hope as a society, and you said this, it's true. We are realizing that it is a very normal way to build your family. And I've gotten really into the fact that I can genetically screen these eggs. (laughs) Like you can see if there's any big health defects. This was optional, but my boyfriend and I both went in for blood work to see what our genetic makeup is, because then you can have an idea just like the initial consult meeting I was telling you about of family planning and what we might need to be aware of as a couple. So it takes away as well, a lot of the health risks. And I just really love the team that I had. And it gets you it gets you excited for that right time of having a child you know once once you can put away the cost so i will tell women be prepared to spend a lot they don't tell you about the prescriptions that for me was $4000 on top of what you're paying so you know right. be expecting more than what they try to lure you in with and also explore all the avenues like genetic screening and testing that you can because i, I just think it could make the world of difference And I read, I sent you this article that egg freezing alone has skyrocketed in 2020 through the pandemic because women, I believe, had the opportunity to work from home, take a step back and say, if not now, when else? My friend who froze her egg said, Britt, what better time if you're on the fence to do this than January (laughs) in the Northeast (laughs) during COVID? I mean, there's no better time. (laughs) Right. To gain some 10 pounds of water weight and experience that. But even the symptoms of, you know, did people, did women feel pain? I, I didn't feel any pain went through the entire process. Some women said they did. I'm very active. I run like three to four miles pretty much every day. You have to stop doing that at a certain point. So that's where my need to go to the blogs and the internet stem from because I just didn't have that community. And I know that you do. And hopefully this will connect with women considering this and to let them know that it's normal. It's perfectly normal to do. I love that. And I am so sorry that people 
It just, it blows my mind that this would be stigmatized in any way. Why? This is a woman taking charge of her life so that she doesn't have to settle for someone just because I'm at such and such age and I know my fertility is, that window is closing for me. You get the the confidence to know that you can move forward to your dreams of motherhood. And like you said, maybe you're 42 and they haven't met the right person. Now they have the eggs that if their current eggs aren't viable, they've got eggs frozen that they can pursue motherhood solo if that's their choice. Or if they meet their partner at 55, I mean, the womb can hold a child into their 60s, I think, even perhaps longer. I mean, I heard of a story of a woman who her daughter wasn't able to carry the child. So they took the embryo from the daughter and the husband and and the mother was the one who actually carried the child. It's amazing what can be done. And I don't understand the stigma behind it. That's really sad to me. And like you said, you have a boyfriend and you probably will end up together, but you have given each other the opportunity to take this relationship at its natural course rather than rushing it so that you guys can be mommies and daddies. Exactly. And the fact is, you know, especially nowadays, so many women can have a healthy baby at 44 or 45 at any point, just naturally without doing any of this. So that is a wonderful thing to realize about our, our culture now is that it is totally viable naturally for women um, in that age bracket to still have perfectly beautiful, healthy kids. But the real key is the egg viability. Right. So that's why I want to talk about this. And it was funny when I shared it on my Instagram story to speak to the uh, secrecy around this issue. I almost thought about deleting it because I, I worked at ESPN for a long time. I worked exclusively in sports media for a long time. So there's a lot of male followers and I thought, will they get this? Will they understand this? Should I delete it? And going through this process and to anyone listening, I would say, no, I should keep it up because there are plenty of men in they're the other half of that relationship, right? (laughs) When this comes to fruition, that it's not just a woman family planning, men are doing this too. And to your point, if you are at all in your twenties or, you know, early to mid thirties, like myself, um, or later, and you haven't met somebody, you don't need to worry about that being a, a game over for you. And just the, how efficient Shady Grove was for me, Every time you're in, you're out. And again, reading this Time Magazine article, again, I just saw right now, you know, Shady Grove had a 50% increase in women doing it from 2020 to 2021. So I just hope that is like really shared and discussed. And again, some people may not be able to afford this, but if you can, I really suggest doing it or considering it because. Now I have such a cushion, not just for my previous health issue, but like, I just feel, okay, like weights off my shoulder. I can, you know, take time when I get engaged to plan the wedding I want. And it's not this like little gremlin behind me saying, you're running out of time, you're running out of time. (laughs) And, you know, I've always been super career focused. So I think this was the first time in my life I really said, okay, you know, in my particular situation, I am with the person I I believe I will be with. Let me try to seriously address family planning. And I recommend my clinic and other women I've spoken to who have done the same all said, I would do it. I would do it again. 
Yeah. And I think you sharing about this, other women talking about it, helping to normalize it, like you said, which again, I have no idea where the stigma would come from. It seems like such an empowered and wise thing for all, like like you said, for men too, because then they don't have a, a girlfriend who's like, hey, my clock's ticking. <laughs> you know, my cousin Vinny, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie <laughs> where she, she lays into him. Yeah. But so I, I, again, I'm sorry that there's a stigma out there. So many stigmas. It's another conversation. But I loved also for you to share, listen, it's it's one month, right? I mean, it's essential. Well, a couple months of planning, but I think sometimes people think they hear this, the IVF stories and there's trial after trial. And that can be years, of course, if that, and that's another concern. Absolutely. But for a woman to know, oh, wow, as long as I have a decent number of follicles, we'll probably be able to do this. And it won't be this long and drawn out process. It will be quicker than I realize. And then I can get back to my life and my goals and have these eggs, like you said, on ice to allow me the freedom <laughs> to pursue and, and probably feel like you said, a, a weight is lifted and you can pursue your goals and dreams in all realms without that that little like gremlin voice, like you said, saying, come on, clock's ticking. Well, and it's a, it's an awkward conversation. You know, I know with my boyfriend, with my parents, you know, you're really close friends Again, I had that one best friend who did do it. So it was such a great resource, but it is a, it's an awkward conversation, you know, like what's go, what's up, honey. And it's after work and you're making dinner and you're talking to each other. And it's like, so I'm going to freeze my eggs and everything just kind of comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> like, what? Um, right. but I, I loved that conversation and my boyfriend, my family, once I, I really discussed why I thought it was beneficial to do it, they all agreed and were supportive. And so it can seem out of nowhere, but in addition to not being afraid of the process, don't be afraid of that conversation because it really can open doors for yourself for that honesty and to start this process. And to your point about it not being a long time, that's exactly it. I said to myself, I was like, well, I can't cheat on dry January now. (laughs) I have to stick to this. So it's the 10 days, you know, it starts right after your cycle. It's 10 days uh, of birth control after that. And then you get a little bit of like a, a mini period, a little menstruation for a day or two. And then the shots go on for two weeks and you're getting your retrieval after that. From a time standpoint, it's very easy to commit to. And I think the money factor is different, but again, I think it's worth it. And I will say, maybe this will be a mission of mine next moving forward. We have a lot of issues with our health insurance companies. Again, we could have several podcast discussions on this. However, where I really felt the lack of diversification with healthcare because I've had a crash course in the last year, right? Not just with my brain tumor, but with this, is that I didn't think it would be covered. But when I did call my insurance company just to make sure, which again, would recommend, even if you don't think it will be, check, because you never know. Some companies now are offering this as a service they pay for, or at least pay for half of it. Yeah, it's incredible. And I I think that trend is going to continue. I called and... I was told they wouldn't. There's absolutely nothing. And there's two issues I had. One, the man on the other line, very kind, very patient with me, but he said, it's under infertility problems. 
And that really dug deep. I'm just now remembering this, telling it to you. He said it's under the infertility problem. And that is how my specific insurance company, which is a very, it's one of the main ones. It's very popular, big, and it's a good insurance company. That's what they put this under. Even though I told you on my, my initial meeting, I had absolutely no infertility problems. I was doing this to give myself time and insurance. And also I had a pre-existing condition. And so I asked this man a follow-up question. I said, well, what about my pre-existing condition? I had a brain tumor. He said, no, it's not covered in that either. And I said, okay, what about a man? What if a (laughs) man had a pre-existing condition? I said, can you look up for me? Would he be covered? And he actually did. (laughs) And he got back to me on the phone and said, actually, yes. If a man has erectile dysfunction or any issue in reproducing with the doctor's note, it has to be very vetted, but he can have coverage for that. For Viagra, Cialis, he can have coverage, but women cannot have coverage at this time for egg freezing or IVF at all. And that really, uh, really ticked me off. And I think I put a Facebook post about it and I think maybe I might've said something on Instagram. I'm not sure about that, but, um, I I got flooded by messages from women who follow me saying we are trying so hard for baby number two. We have to do IVF, but like, we simply can't afford it. You're right. They won't, my insurance company won't cover it. And so I hope that changes in the future. I don't really know how else we can, unless we get perhaps more female representation in Congress, more uh, female lobbyists. Uh, But that I thought was unfair because it really is a man and a woman's venture together, right? And I didn't understand that. I got to be honest. In 2021, a woman from most health insurance companies won't get coverage for this. And I thought that was wild. It's really sad. (laughs) And it also, it's not very forward thinking because I'm thinking of even someone who maybe at your age was able to Mm -hmm. freeze their eggs and then say they they meet someone and at 45, 48, they're ready to conceive. And they might at that point, like I'm 48 years old, maybe I don't want to use my 48-year-old eggs. I want to use my 34-year-old eggs. If you use 48-year-old eggs, there's a higher chance that that child may have some problems, which then that child born would need to use insurance. I mean, if we got to talk money and savings because that's the language they speak. <laughs> we can talk about yep. that too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's good because it, I think it opens a discussion. It makes you more self-aware, more aware of all of the challenges for having a family that parents now deal with every day. But yeah, you know, it, it was a little wild too, to think of the perspective of in terms of like, well, who's there advocating for any women who want to uh, plan? And like I said, even the blogs I checked to like, can I work out? Can I, you know, will I feel sick? It just, it just what there wasn't much there. There wasn't much of a sample size. So I'm really hoping that we can start to talk about this as a community much more for women of any age. You can be 23, you could be 43, you could be 48. I feel like we should help each other and open up about it. And so if sharing this story with you helps one other woman listening or one other woman listening said, I went through IVF, I went through egg freezing, I know what she's talking about, then that's a win, right? Yeah, it really is. And again, I think there's just so much confusion and just you explicating 
part of the process mirrors IVF, but then it's like you said, three quarters of the way. And then that helps people mm-hmm. understand, oh, so I can do it in a month. I don't think most people know that. I think they probably think that it's going to be a six, eight month, a year long commitment. And how would they know? Because to your point, there's not enough conversation surrounding these concerns. And again, it's something that listeners have have reached out and said, could you please do an episode on egg freezing? I'm hearing that it's much more affordable than it used to be. I'm hearing that it's considered regular, not experimental anymore. I'm hearing all this stuff. I don't know any facts. So again, when I saw your story, I thought, Britt, will you come on the program? And you agreed. So I want to thank you once again so much for joining me. If you're looking for some in-depth support, head over to my website, loveandlifemedia.com and click on the work with me tab to schedule a consultation. Consultations will help you clarify underlying emotional and psychological concerns, will target limiting beliefs and thought patterns, will learn empowering techniques from cognitive therapy to sustainably elevate your mindset and mood, will identify relationship dynamics which are impeding your goals, and will together generate a concrete plan for moving forward to help you thrive in love and life. Schedule your consultation today at loveandlifemedia.com. I'd love to work with you. As we wrap things up, Britt, is there anything else that you want to say as far as your personal experience or, again, your public communication about this? It sounds like freezing your eggs has done exactly what we would hope it would do. It's it's kind of lightened your load a bit, especially with your brain tumor reality that is going to be something you'll need to be checking in on on a regular basis. But this has given you the freedom to know that should your life take you in a direction where it's a little bit later, you will have the freedom to be a mom. Yeah, it's it's really gotten me so excited for that time in my life. I know that it's something I want. I think every woman needs to come to that conclusion themselves, right? Like, do, do I want a child? And that is independent of whether you're in a relationship or single. I've always known I would, I would like at least hopefully one healthy child. So I am very happy that I can settle some things also going on in my personal life with, you know, the business work side of things and, and that it's there. Uh, it was, it was just something usually when I make a decision to do anything in life to my own detriment. I am very like, I wouldn't say impulsive, but like I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going and I went full steam into it. And it really, like, I can look at the rest of this year and just know there's no rush for anything. I'll advise women who give themselves the shots. I forgot to say this, but (laughs) I was told from my friend who also froze her eggs to, to ice your stomach before you do it for like, I don't know, five minutes till it feels a bit numb. And that actually will completely like eliminate or reduce any bruising you get. Again, like that's something I would never know for doing this. And so I did it every time. And, you know, my stomach was just slightly bruised at the end. But I think after all of the shots for a month, it was it was okay. But it's just given me more control from somebody who lost control of my health a year ago to know that whatever happens, I did the best that I could to try to be a mom one day. And is that a guarantee? Still no. But if there's an option to take, and I took it, I I wanted that bet. I wanted to take that bet. So, and or just start asking relatives for any like birthday money or Christmas money. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, to, if you need that for the fun of it, because the finances are a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I did almost consider canceling and getting a bit of a refund when my body wasn't responding the way that I wanted, but I stuck with it. And I encourage any woman to stick with her guns and stick with this process. And once you're done with it, it's like golden, you know, now, now it's on your time, not, not life's. I just really encourage anyone to look into it. Yeah. And thank you also for being willing to field some questions if anyone has follow-up questions. And so let everyone know where they can find you and reach out if they'd like to take you up on that offer. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at Britt McHenry, B-R-I-T-T-M-C-H-E-N-R-Y. That is where I'm at mostly. And yeah, just feel free. Send me a message, um, comment on a picture, whatever's the easiest way to ask a question. I really try to do this with brain tumor patients to be a part of that large community. And I, I believe in this as well. So hit me up there. And this is my first podcast in a while. So I hope I wasn't stuttering too much. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Oh, I did too, Britt. Thanks so much. You're a pro. What are you talking about? I really appreciated the conversation and your openness and, and just your willingness to share your heart and your journey. It is, it's, it's truly an honor to share this with my community. So thanks so much. Thank you. The love and life hack for this week is, if you can do it, freeze your eggs. It's no longer experimental. It's now a commonplace process for women to take that pressure off, buy themselves a little time so they don't have to settle in love and they can still have that family they deeply desire. Thank you as always for joining me today. It means so much that you would share a portion of your day with me. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter so you'll be the first to know everything happening in the Love and Life family. Also, I'll be rolling out another Love and Life support group in the next couple weeks. So if you'd like some additional encouragement from other like-minded women, please join us. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Averill. And until next time... Make it a great week. Love and Life is produced by Tim May and hosts and executive producer, Dr. Karen Anderson-Abril.